This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's talk some NFL football. Week one kicks off tomorrow. And to preview that and more, we do it with one of the best, Mark Zeno. You could find his work all over the place. He's on SportsGrid, uh, but you could catch him on 92.9 The Game out in Atlanta. Mark, how you doing, man? Excited for tomorrow night? Uh, gentlemen, I am. I am very excited for tomorrow night. Uh, I feel like there is a large amount of the public who is backing uh, the Bills here every so often, uh, the public is right. But I would say it's tough to go against the trend that we see from the defending Super Bowl champs uh, on the season opener. 18-3 straight up. 16-5-1, uh, I think the number is on, uh, on the against the number, 15-5-1 against the number. So uh, betting against the Rams at home is a very difficult proposition right now. Quick question for you yeah, about this. Blue. Go ahead. Sorry, Ryan. I didn't realize that you didn't have. We were going to go. We're just Mark. Just to give you a little peek behind the curtain, we are uh, remote, sort of. Ryan is at the crib, and I am in the studio. I want to get your thoughts though on this Pats Dolphins game because I think from a trend perspective and a Bill Belichick versus new head coach perspective, you would go ahead, especially with a three and a half, to take the Pats. But everything from a football perspective tells me that Miami has the edge in a bunch of different areas, specifically considering the Miami or considering that the Patriots offensive line looks shaky and Miami's defense, one of the most blitz heavy approaches in all of the NFL. What would you do and, and what's your approach in kind of analyzing this game? TK, I, I hate this game. Let me give you some background here. Uh, since 2016, divisional opponents in week one, favorites are 8-27-1 against the spread. Mm. So the the trend here is to take the divisional dog in week one, and the numbers back that up. Now, the divisional dogs, by the way, are above 500 against the number through the first five weeks of the season. Week six uh, through week 10, it's sort of right at 500, but week 10 and beyond is when the divisional favorites – you know, take over. And that sort of makes sense, right? Like the divisional favorites, they're better later on in the year. They know who the bad teams are. You meet them later on in the year, you can beat them the second time around. That sort of happens. But this is the only divisional game this week I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. I love every other divisional dog. Love the Falcons, love the Raiders, love the Vikings. I'll take the, the Texans. What the hell? Who cares? I mean, this is the one game that I just don't know. It's incredibly impossible for me to trust either one of these quarterbacks in this game to know exactly what I'm going to get. And if I can't really rely on quarterback play, there's no way I can eliminate any variance. Look, I know Miami's got the better defense, and I know Miami has the better roster, but is Tua going to have this game that we all think he's going to have with all these new weapons around him? Is he going to be that capable? 
I have nobody has any real idea. It, it's just hard to say once you're surrounding him with this level of talent if he's going to perform differently. And so from that standpoint, this game is a complete pass for me. I get what you're saying, but football standpoint, I'd lay the points with the Dolphins at home, especially because the Patriots have always struggled. Bill Belichick has always struggled in Miami with Tom Brady. Oh, by the way, Tom Brady not quarterbacking this game. So from that standpoint, there's still a ton of questions without a lot of answers, if you ask me. Yeah, Mark, I'm glad to hear you talk about, you know, these divisional dogs because I like some ugly dogs, man. Like, mm-hmm. I love the Texans, and that number was eight. Now it's all the way – I mean, not all the way. It's went down a full point, though, to seven. I don't know. I don't love it as much, but I like some dogs this week. I one favorite that I like, and I'm, gr- I'm glad I grabbed it early. We've seen some line movement. The Chiefs opened up at three, three-point road favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. That number was four and a half. As I look now, it's all the way up to six. I know a lot of people overreacting to the loss of Tyreek Hill. I actually like the weapons that they brought in, man. MVS, when healthy and when he actually hangs on to the ball, is a deep threat. And Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, will be fine. Travis Kelsey's still the best tight end in the league. How would you play this one? Would you lay the points with the Chiefs, or are you looking at the home dog in the Arizona Cardinals who will be without DeAndre Hopkins the first half of the season? I mean, are the Chiefs overrated? Is it is it ballsy to say that? I don't know if they're necessarily overrated, but what I think has happened is the rest of the field is catching up to them at a pretty fast pace. Uh, And Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback on the planet, but he's not unbeatable, and we've learned that. And so uh, my struggle is with Arizona and Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Like, Kyler gets his contract, so what does this look like now? for a guy who doesn't have to play for a contract anymore uh, with a putz of a head coach who is a generationally bad game manager uh, in Cliff Kingsbury, who, if they don't make the playoffs this year, by the way, it's probably gone. Uh, it wouldn't shock me to see him be the first coach fired if Arizona stumbles out of the game. Different conversation. But I would lean on the home dog here. I, I just think that Kansas City, it's not that their offense is going to sputter. I don't think they will. Um uh, I think their defense still leaves a little bit to be desired. Go back to that AFC championship game uh, and what the Bengals were able to do to them. How much better have they gotten? I don't know that it's much. This is one of the most static teams in the league. Yes, Tyreek Hill moves on, and they replace him with other players, but I necessarily don't think that matters. I mean, you may find out that Patrick Mahomes made Tyreek Hill and Tyreek didn't make Patrick Mahomes. You should expect Travis Kelsey to catch about, oh, I don't know, 874 balls a game uh, as the favorite target of Patrick Mahomes. So if you're into player props, that's where I'd go first. Kelsey receptions over. If it's under 10, I'd I'd take it because he probably will get 10 of them here in this game. But I still think that there are teams that can catch them. And this is a lot of points to be laying for a team that uh, last time we saw them play was getting beat on their home field in the playoffs. Mark, we got some uh, connection issues. We're going to have to call you right back. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about this this game, the Patriots versus the Dolphins? Because for me, there's just so many factors. If you're talking about what Bill Belichick does against the Miami Dolphins in Miami, then you're talking about what Bill Belichick does to first head, first-time head coaches, which we know Miami has. And then you're talking about a divisional dog, right? So, um, yeah, to yeah. me, it's it's probably one of the most interesting matchups so far. 
I completely agree. And, you know, man, and the Dolphins have actually had their number here the last couple of years. Um, and I'm really high on the Dolphins, as you know, but by, by high on the Dolphins. I like them over their eight and a half win total. But the problem is trusting Tua. So, yeah, we'll talk about that game a little bit later. I'm excited for it, though. Yeah, me too. Another game, Mark, we have Mark Zeno back on the line here. Another game that I'm very interested in, Mark, is the New York Giants uh, versus the Tennessee Titans. I know this is not like a game that you anybody really wants to watch, but I think there's a lot of value to take with the with the Giants. Now, the numbers move down to five and a half, so I like it a little bit less. It's still sort of below below the three and a half, four range, so I'm, I'm still interested. And the Titans don't look great. They're going to run the ball a ton with Derrick Henry, but again, you're talking about these road these road dogs, uh, teams that have won sort of in that four to six games in the previous year, tending to cover. What do you think about this matchup? Oh, Trista, don't ask me to talk positively about my team because they suck. Yeah, like, they do. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean they're, they're terrible. I mean, uh, if Derrick Henry is the Derrick Henry that we saw in the playoff game against the Bengals. Tennessee has real problems, real problems. Um, the Giants up front aren't terrible. Uh, they're okay. They've got some big boys up front, obviously, that, that may be able to slow him down. There's a lot of concern, obviously, about the loss of A.J. Brown and what is Ryan Tannehill going to do in the passing game and everything else. Uh, I think Robert Woods, who has been bitten by injuries his entire career, is a very, very good receiver, especially out of the slot and somebody that can catch a ton of balls in this offense. The bigger loss for the Titans to me is Arthur Smith, the play caller. Uh, and we saw that last year still, they just weren't as innovative, especially in the passing game. And it, it's easy to give Derrick Henry the ball. I think that's a formula that, you know, uh, anybody, the three of us, a quarterbacking could, could handle, but it's the passing game where they took a hit without Arthur Smith. And I don't know if they've been able to fix that yet. They tried to address it. I mean, obviously they draft Traylon Burks and, Maybe he's the guy who's supposed to stretch the field. So there's a lot of questions about this Tennessee offense. But there's even more questions about the Giants offense. Uh, Their offensive line is bad. Saquon Barkley may be healthy, but I don't know that there are necessarily going to be holes there for him. Uh, And Daniel Jones is playing for his next job. Does that mean he's going to play any better? I don't think so, because I just don't think he's the guy. Um, and, And unless he's a guy that has a ton of talent around him, and an offensive line that really makes you want to believe that, that they can block somebody. Um, I have questions about Daniel Jones. I mean, I would pass on this game, and it has nothing to do with my emotions of being a Giants fan. I see where you're coming from with the Giants. Could they sneak this out? It, it would be more of Tennessee losing the game necessarily than the Giants winning it, or Tennessee trying to lose the game, making a ton of mistakes, turnovers, things of that nature, uh, bad you know play calling, bad coaching in key spots that would allow the Giants to stay in it. I'd say this much, though. I would, I would probably take the Titans in the first half in that game because if they don't win the first half, guess what? They're not covering the game. Yeah. It's one of those things where if they get out early and they take a lead, I, I feel a lot better about them staying over that number, that five number. But if they allow the Giants to hang around, it's to their detriment. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mark, you know everybody, especially because it's uh, the first Monday night game really of the season, is going to run out to bet Denver in the revenge game for Russell Wilson. Six and a half point favorites on the road against Seattle, taking on his former team and Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. How are you playing that game, if at all, since it's the first Monday night game? Total 44 and a half. Is it Denver or nothing, or do you think Seattle could keep it close? I mean, that total looks very appetizing four and over. I, 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 here's the thing. Denver isn't going to rely on Russell Wilson to win them games. At least not yet. Like, they have a legitimate power running game that teams need to be aware of. And that is where they're going to butter their bread and make all their money. Like, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon as a, as a backup, crying out loud, you know, this is a great one-two punch that they have. And they've got the offensive line to do it for the first time in like, you know, well, I don't know, maybe almost a decade, Russell Wilson's actually going to be protected on the offensive line. So him having to throw the ball 35 times a game is not probably what they're going for. And that's why this total is set so low. You have a bad offense in Seattle. You don't think can score, but you also got a really good defense. And it could end up being one of those, you know, 27-10 finals that, that Seattle is just never in it. And Denver just grinds the tempo all the way down. And Russell Wilson might throw for 220 yards and a touchdown. That's it. It's not going to be anything fancy. So I know they're going to put focus on Russell Wilson, but from a game plan standpoint, there's no reason to run the ball down Seattle's throat and just choke them out for four quarters and, and beat them up. And Denver should have no problem covering that number because their defense as well isn't going to allow Geno Smith to do anything. Unless they make a mistake and you get a busted coverage of DK yeah. Metcalf, which is always a possibility, you know, you can't really handicap that one way or another. You never know that's going to happen. But uh, that's the only way I think Seattle stays in this game is if Denver beats them. Uh, and I don't see them doing that. They're too well coached uh, offensively and defensively. They have, they have way too much talent. Mark, you have about 30 seconds. I just want to get one dog. If there's a dog that wins outright this week in the NFL, who is it? Vikings. Dog. Vikings. Wow. They're winning the NFC North. No! Oh, Mark no, Zeno no, here, 90. Guys, do it. <laughs> 92 points. I completely agree, though, man. I, I do. Mark but, Zeno, always great. 92-9 in the game. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan, that's not good. I know. I know. I know. I think I'm nervous enough. Divisional dogs right now, Ryan, are, are covering at like 64% of the time in week one. 